Our first scripture reading is found in the book of Isaiah, chapter 2. The word that Isaiah, the son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. It shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established as the highest of the mountains, and shall be lifted up above the hills, and all the nations shall follow to it. And many people shall come and say, Come, let us go to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us his ways and that we may walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between the nations and shall decide disputes for many peoples. And they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. O house of Jacob, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our New Testament scripture reading is found in the book of Romans chapter 13. Besides this, you know the time that the hour has come for you to wake from sleep. For salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. The night is far gone. The day is at hand. So then let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the daytime not in orgies and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and sensuality, not in quarreling and jealousy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify, to gratify its desires. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I invite you to stand as you are able to, for the gospel reading from Matthew chapter 24. Jesus said, But concerning the day and the hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven nor the Son, but the Father only. For as were the days of Noah, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day when Noah entered the ark, and they were unaware until the flood came and swept them all away, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. Then two men will be in the field, one will be taken and one left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken, and one left. Therefore stay awake, for you do not know on what day the Lord is coming. But know this, that if the master of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would not have let his house be broken into. Therefore you also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Amen. You may be seated. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm excited to be with you all as we kick off our, our new sermon series in Advent called Searching for Something More. And I think it's time, right? It's officially Christmas time. It was kind of our family tradition where after Thanksgiving was the point where we could start playing Christmas music. I know some people start celebrating and, and putting up Christmas ornaments earlier, but that was kind of our cutoff point was Thanksgiving. So now I think we can all agree that it is Christmas time and it's getting ready for Christmas. And so I'm going to have a little bit of a Christmas activity I want to do with you all. I'm going to give you a few moments right here in service and I want you to think of your favorite Christmas memory or your favorite Christmas tradition. All right, go now. All 
I already hear laughter over there. So there's, there's joy with those traditions, right? Maybe, maybe it's decorating the Christmas tree or putting up the lights on the outside of the house. Maybe it's caroling or the big family Christmas dinner. Maybe it's the exchanging of gifts with friends or the kids running down the stairs on Christmas Day. There's so much joy and so many things to love about Christmas. When I was growing up, Christmas always seemed like this magical season, that there's something more there, there was more joy, there, there was more hope. One of my favorite traditions as a family was we would always, uh, we would always decorate our tree. And so we'd get this, this big tree and my dad and I would always be the ones to put the lights around the tree while my mom went and got her Christmas ornament box. And I'm not talking like a tiny box. I am talking a five-gallon container that is filled to the brim with ornaments. She has kept stuff since when I was probably two years old and doodling in daycare. She has that in this box. Uh, I tell her, Mom, we, we could probably retire a few of these at some point, but she knows what every single ornament goes to which kid. So me and my three sisters, she'll hand them out, and on Christmas, we'll be putting them up and trying to find some space, and then all of a sudden, the tree's like bending over because it's, it's oh, Oh, it's broken under the weight. It was hilarious, but it's always wonderful. The other one was, was actually, it's on the screen right now. It was the night before Christmas. On Christmas Eve, after, after the church, my sisters and I, we would gather around and we'd listen to my dad read. Uh, it was the night before Christmas, we'd all be sitting on the floor with our eggnog. And to this day, if we're all together, we as adults will still sit on the floor to honor that tradition. There always seems to be something more about Christmas time. As an adult, though, I have to sit and recognize that if I really realistically look at it, there's not that much that's different about Christmas time. I'm still working the same job, right? I still have to work. I get a couple days off, but I still work the same job. As a kid, I still went to school. I still had homework. If anything, I was just throwing more stuff in to make my life busier. So what is the more about Christmas? A lot of the times, I like to compare Christmas to, to my favorite, one of my favorite images from the Polar Express, the Christmas bell. And if you haven't seen the movie, the, the Polar Express follows a young boy and his belief and disbelief in Santa Claus, and he gets to the North Pole, and Santa gives him this bell as the first gift of Christmas. And it's an ordinary-looking bell, right? I mean, it's a pretty bell, but it's an ordinary-looking bell. But for those who believed, when, they ra- when he, you rang the bell, there was this beautiful, sweet sound. And it was like there's something more to the bell, even though it looked ordinary. And Christmas is a lot like that, right? That there's a lot of ordinary, normal stuff that we're doing. We're still doing all the normal things we normally do, but there seems to be something more, some extra ringing, something special in the air around Christmas time. So what's that something more? And I'm gonna acknowledge we're in church, right? Let's, let's give the church answer, Jesus, right? We have these signs that say Jesus is the reason for the season, right? That, that Jesus is the more during Christmas time. But is he? Because if I think back to all those traditions I just listed, how many of those actually have anything to do with Jesus? Right? The, the decorating of the tree and it hanging over, that has nothing to do with Jesus, seemingly, right? Or the sitting around, it was the night before Christmas, is not about Jesus. Is Jesus the meaning, the reason for the season? And, and hear me out. 
please keep your traditions, right? They, they, I'm sure they are good, and they're really, really good traditions. But as an adult, there are times where I find myself so caught up, so caught up in the busyness of the season, having to make sure the traditions are all right, that this, this meal is cooked, that, that this is in place, right? I get so caught up in the busyness that I end up missing Christmas. I get so caught up in the worldly stuff that I find myself on Christmas Eve realizing I've missed the more all along, and that makes me sad. And, and honestly, I, I do this with, with regular life too, right? There are times outside, once, once the stockings are put up and the, the ornaments are put away, there are times where I find myself so caught up in the worldly things. Uh, it's November 2022, almost December, and all that, those New Year's resolutions, they didn't get done. <laughs> There's times where I find my, my life seemingly sped up and, and I find, uh, I'll look back and realize I've spent whole years just so caught up in the busyness of the, these seasons of life that I, I miss the meaning. I miss the more in my life. And Jesus actually talks about this. He talks about this in, in our Matthew text today and talking about the last days and listen to what he says. But concerning that day and hour, no one knows. Not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but the Father only. For as were the days of Noah, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day when Noah entered the ark. And they were unaware until the flood came and swept them all away. So will be the coming of the Son of Man. How does Jesus describe these, these days? How does he describe these times? They're eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage like the days of Noah. And they're living their lives. They're, they're caught up in the things of this world, doing the things of this world, but they're unaware of what is coming. In the days of Noah, that was the flood, right? But, but in our days, sometimes we get so caught up in the worldly things and the busyness of life that we miss the more that's coming at the end. We miss the coming of Jesus at the end, that that's, that's coming and that should affect our lives. And to be fair, this happened on the first Christmas too. When, when, when the first Christmas came, they weren't expecting a baby. Like yes, they were expecting a Messiah, but they weren't expecting Jesus. The shepherds were not looking up into the skies to try and figure out where the angels were coming from. They were doing shepherd things when the angels showed up. The wise men, yes, they had in their book to look for a star, but they weren't expecting it on that day. They were just doing wise men things. The, to many of the people of Bethlehem, all Jesus was was a baby. He was just a baby that was born, another baby born in a manger. They weren't expecting Jesus. And yet in the midst of it all, in the midst of the busyness, in the midst of the craziness, in the midst of us being caught up in the worldly things, Jesus showed up. And kind of like that bell, he looks kind of ordinary, right? But then we found out that there was something so much more about Jesus, because Jesus came and showed us that there was more to this life. There was more than just the worldly things that I find myself getting caught up in. There was more than just the busyness that I find myself getting caught up in. That there was a God who loved me so much that he sent Jesus to die on the cross for me because he said I was too valuable to lose. That there was a God who loved us and who had a plan for us. That Jesus came and it changed everything. And as transformative as Jesus' first coming was, his second coming will be even more so because Jesus will come with power and majesty to restore the earth. And there are times I think we don't, we're a little hesitant to talk about Jesus' second coming 
Because a lot of the images that flash in our minds are things like judgment, right? Fire, brimstone, this big battle between good and evil. But notice what Jesus says here. For the believer, the the coming of Christ is actually going to be pure joy. Listen to what he says in verse 42. Therefore, stay awake, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. Did you catch it? He said, your Lord. Not the Lord. He said, your Lord. Your friend, your savior, your, 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 the one who calls you his own. Jesus is coming back. And he's coming back to restore the earth. Death will be broken. Sin will be no more. Brokenness will be gone. He will wipe away the tears from our eyes. And the place that he's been preparing for us for the last 2,000 years, that's where we will be with him. We will be with our Lord forever in his midst. This is just pure joy for us. And just like the expectation of Christmas, just like the expectation of Christmas affects the preparation in the weeks beforehand, so the coming of Jesus should actually affect our preparation as well. And listen to what he says in verse 44. It says, Therefore, you also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. And so you're sitting there and you're thinking to yourselves, all right, Vicar, what, what does this mean, be ready, right? Does this mean I have to go to my cave somewhere to hold a prayer session or, or, or go up onto a mountaintop to make a pilgrimage and hold a meditation session to read God's word all the time? The, in some ways, you're already ready, right? You're called his own. You have been saved. You've been redeemed, washed in the waters of baptism. You are God's own, God's children. And so when he comes back, you are ready, but there's stuff that we can do now, right? And Jesus actually, in the next verses, he actually explains what he means by be ready. So let me read those for you because we didn't hear them read, but let me read those for you. In verse 45, he goes on and says, who then is the faithful and wise servant whom his master has set over his household to give them their food at the proper time? Blessed is that servant whom his master will find so doing when he comes. Truly I say to you, he will set him over all his possessions. What does that sound like? The servant's just doing what the master told him to do. The servant is just doing the calling that God has called him to. Right? So being ready doesn't mean that we, we need to go off and, and only do spiritual pursuits. Too often I find myself needing to go do that, this, but it's actually doing the callings that God has given us. So if you have a job, right, it's going and doing that job with the joy of the Lord. If, if you have a family, it's taking care of that family. If you have a, a wife or a husband, right, it's, t- it's loving and caring for them. It's caring for friends and for the people of this church. It's living out these callings that God has given to us, the ordinary worldly things that we do, but knowing that there's something more at the end, that there's something greater at the end. To put it this way, uh, Martin Luther had a famous quote where someone asked him, what would you change about your life if you knew Jesus was coming tomorrow? And he said, if Christ were coming tomorrow... I'd plant a tree. I wouldn't change any, I'd just do what God has already told me to do. I'd live out the life that God has already called me to live out. So this Christmas season, right, let's, let's live that out. Let's go and let's do all these amazing, wonderful traditions and let's live out of this more, this joy that God has given to us. 
right? That, that being prepared means that we do these things, but we do them knowing that Christ is coming back again to restore us, and that hope fills us, fills our lives, right? Let's go, and, and if the Christmas photo isn't exactly right, or, or there's not that, that one dish that's supposed to be there, let's live out of that grace, right? Let's show love to others who need that love right now. Let's bring that joy and be present, taking a moment to breathe, right, and being present in the busyness of it all with that joy and hope of the gospel. Let's go out and live out that Christmas season because the best part is, and this is the best part of the Christmas season is, or the, the hope that Jesus brings us, is that it doesn't end with Christmas. See, when the stockings are put away, the ornaments are, are, are back in the giant box and, and the tree's taken down, that hope still remains, right? That, that, that more still remains in our lives, inspiring us and bringing us joy, that we can live this out knowing that there's more than this life because Jesus came and called us his own. Till he comes again. Amen.